1: irreverent over the top and smart as a whip this is the rob black show so i got a great email did really listen to your show on youtube i have a question regarding stock ticker up start EPST. stock has fallen for a while and seems to have formed a base around 75 and i've been trying to go it's been trying to go up they gave seemingly great results in numbers today wondering what is your opinion short term and long term on this I know you like to discuss strategy and not stocks, but wondering if the stock has potential to be your strategy. I dig that, Vikas, you're the man. Who's the man? Vikas is the man. So I don't know what upstart. start, first and foremost. Um, it's not on my radar. Thanks for bringing it up to my radar. I appreciate that kind of approach. Stock had a massive run in the last 24 hours, up $38 yesterday. And then up $7 pre-market on the 17th. I told cost to, because he said he listens to the show on YouTube. I post this show on YouTube. And I said, listen tomorrow. And so hopefully if you're listening, you're the man. lot going on. Okay. Let's start hitting it as I can. I've got limited access to financials because I'm not in my office. But I'll give you what I can give you. First and foremost, um, Upstart is san, san mateo so it's a bay Area company that could work to your favor next it has had incorrectly what you've said how do i say this without being insulting you're giving bad data on it and i don't know what that means if you don't have the right stock or if i don't have the one you're looking for it could be that Ticker symbol is EPST. It really wasn't forming a base around 75. So I don't know what you were looking at. I think that's worthy of note. Um, It hasn't been below 95 in 11 months. So it was explosive yesterday. It was explosive today. Let's figure out what's making it explosive, shall we? First and foremost, it's a holding company, which is interesting in of itself. In that, it's a little difficult to explain. It's not like Apple watches, Apple phones. Um, You're gonna have to dig a little bit deeper with me on this one. They do a cloud-based artificial intelligence lending platform. It aggregates consumer demand for loans and connects its network of companies' AI-enabled bank partners. They connect consumers, banks, and institutional investors through a shared AI lending platform. The company's been around for nine years. That's worthy of note. I don't see anything in the founders that is interesting. Um, I don't see any... Just looking through the 8K last night in the 10Q... Nothing's jumping out at me as, oh, this is a no-brainer. This is a team who's won before, but AI in lending is huge business. If electric vehicles made Elon Musk the wealthiest man in the world, there will be an AI company that can make someone the wealthiest person in the world as well. It's going to happen. Um, I'm confident of that. Now, here's my apologies. I'm not very good at AI. I'm getting better on it. And I understand more and more. Google and Facebook and Amazon are three of the very, very best well-funded. Then you get in this category of venture capital startup companies that take what Amazon, Google, and Facebook have. They steal a talent or two. And come up with something better that can be repackaged and resold to those guys. Down the road, Upstart looks like they will be a division of somebody in the banking world because they do loans. Take a look at their P.E. ratio. It's high. 135 times earnings. Next year's P.E. of 104 times. It tells you if this company slips, they're going to fall 50%. So this one is your two year old kid run around the kitchen with a knife. It's okay as long as it doesn't go bad. You got me. It's cute to watch like when you watch that crab run around the kitchen on YouTube with a butcher's knife and you're like "Um, that's one smart crab. But does he realize that butcher's knife is going to be used to cut off his arms in a couple minutes. You better take that butcher's knife and run to the little crab. So there's some problems that are going to crop up with this one, in my opinion. They were upgraded to a buy yesterday. I'm sorry, today. From underperform at Bank of America. They got the vaunted, very rare, very epic double upgrade. Price target of $255. Bank of America says the company's results were a strong beat as lending volume grew 301% to 495000 loans and likely gained share relative to competitors in the world of Klarna in the world of buy now pay later you damn well better make a good decision on who you're giving that money to or that product to they're in that business being damn sure what they're doing when it comes to money one analyst recently wrote about it upstart is up to start The day beating earnings and revenue, probably even more importantly, the company issued upside revenue guidance for the first quarter, typically a slower period. Company provides artificial intelligence-based lending platform for banks. They announced a $400 million buyback authorization. This is where I say something stupid and outdated and makes me sound like a dinosaur. I like buybacks. Some guys like blondes, some guys... Like fit women, some guys want a woman who can cook. Some women like smart ones, some women like dumb ones. Some women like people who have jobs. Like we're all very different in what we look for. I like buybacks. So Upstart focuses on personal loans. A key development has been its expansion into the potentially lucrative $1 trillion auto loan market. The company concedes that their scaling the auto business is no simple task as distribution channels and auto refi channels are not nearly as well established as they are in personal lending. Let me repeat that for you. Distribution channels and auto refi channels are not nearly as well established as personal lending. The good news is an upstart has a unique and proprietary auto refinance product with far less competition than it faced in personal lending. This is gonna be the area that you watch. This is gonna be the area where, uh uh-oh, they have a knife in the kitchen. It's darn cute though. This is a hyper growth company. I would buy on pullbacks. I would say it's the craziest thing you own. I would say 2% can become 5%. 5% can become 10%. I would never put more than 5% of money into a crazy wackadoodle growth stock. This one's hyper. I would consider scaling into it if you must own it a little bit now. If it goes up, you're happy. If it goes down, you've averaged it at a lower price. It's in the right place Artificial Intelligence and Lending. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Thanks for cost. That was a great email. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. Here's your crazy headline of the day. One dead after plane crashes into truck in North Carolina. A plane crashed into a tractor trailer. And <laughs> you're like, wait, wait, wait. Let me imagine this, okay? Shuckers got a great big convoy in down the line. He's hauling something, right? And a plane crashes into his truck. Ain't that something? Um, that's life. And something bad's gonna happen to you. My family has had a brutal week of death in the. I guess two two seats away, uh, two shades of Kevin Bacon. Like nothing directly, but. Friends of family, um, two COVID deaths in the last week, a soccer coach that was God to my child, and when I say God, I mean that in a beautiful way um, and not in a your God's better than my God or my God's better than your God way, but you're going to get curveballs, and the most important thing you can do is try to be ready for them. The stock market is going to have an interesting year because the Fed finally said, we're taking the punch bowl away. And a market that had a lot of liquidity is not going to have as much liquidity. And people are going to become much better stock pickers than you because you were riding on the everything goes up world. This is going to be the year where your 401k could go down a lot. And you're like, well, why don't you sell now? Well, I don't want you triggering taxes, and I want you to have a plan. And if it goes down this year, it probably went up last year. So what's your perspective? I believe in John Barr's floating opera theory. Perspective is everything. And just Google it. You don't have to read the whole book. It's it's a mind game of a book. I was going to use a dirty word, and then I was like, nope, try not to get canceled. Yesterday, I started off my TV spot by saying the markets have been down four out of five days. And the day before was glorious, but now we're down four out of five. Now we're looking at five out of six. January was volatile saying, hey, look, correction, bear market in some stocks. February is telling us we're waiting on the Fed to get done or get moving. Because liquidity, it's a different game. I don't know if there's a good analogy in sports, but maybe it's like playing football on turf. You're going to get more knee injuries, but the game's going to play a lot faster. Playing on grass, that's the old-fashioned way of doing it. And mom's going to have to clean up the grass stains on our, our jeans on occasion. And then there's the ice bowl, which doesn't make any sense at all. If you go for soccer analogies, the United States played a great game of soccer in Denver probably eight years ago, it was in the snow, multiple inches. Everyone knew the game was going to get canceled and the game didn't get canceled. They would kick the ball and it would stop. We've all done this in a leisure way in our life. It was the Frozen Classico. And uh, just go Google it because it's on YouTube and it's fantastic. But it's different rules. We were lucky that we were playing the United States or playing a nation from an island temperate zone that they didn't know what to do either but we at least played around a little bit as kids in snow anyhow uh, the game's changing and the higher interest rates it's going to expose a lot of people now here's where the game can get kind of interesting I think the Ukraine and Russia thing ends sometime soon Does it end in war? Not full-on war. I think it ends in a military exhibition. Not a competition, not a war, but an exhibition. I think some people could die. I think oil spikes higher and causes more inflation to the U.S. And then Putin will go away for a few years. The angry bear will go back to his cave. And then we're going to look around and we're going to say, okay, what's next? Oh, we got midterm elections. And America is totally functional right now with our gazpacho police yes please we're not functional we're dysfunctional we're putting in power people who are are not even seventh grade educated that's sad probably on both sides of the aisle too just to be fair there's nothing noble about congress anymore will that turn i don't know But we can deal with gridlock. That's an okay thing. And we can deal with stupid stupid people in Congress. Higher interest rates we can deal with. We've been there before. Invasions of Ukraine, we've been there before. Pandemics, we've done that one too. It'll be a little bit of a period of adjustment. Now, here's where the curveball can get kind of interesting. The Fed could say, you know what? We're tired of people saying we're going to do 11 interest rate hikes this year. We're going to do three. They could say that out loud. Right now, they're keeping their options open because they think they may need 8, 9, 10, 11 interest rate hikes to get inflation under control. Inflation is out of control. It is out of control. And it's the thing that I've been talking about again and again and again, just give you the perspective, is it's it's my Michael Myers. It is my Jason Voorhees. I live on a slight hill, so I look down on the street and if I woke up in the middle of the night, two in the morning, and I saw a guy in a hockey mask with an axe, his name is inflation. It's a different game. What you just need for retirement changed a lot. After the Fed having the best of both worlds in the last 10 years, suddenly they've got the rotten, stinking side of a pandemic. Where during the pandemic, the Trump administration started a very unhealthy president. Of let's give people money. Congress agreed to it. Let's just print it. The Biden administration is like, well, while we're we're giving out the money, let's let's do some social services and let's do some infrastructure. Let's do some other things, too. We get into 70% of childhood poverty easily. Easily. And we choose not to. As a nation, because we go, well... Democrats in West Virginia are not too happy with uh, the coal companies going out of business. Therefore, we got to subsidize them and not necessarily the children. So we're very dysfunctional, but we've been there before. This is the first time many of us have seen inflation. It's the first time I've seen it this aggressively in 10 years. And then the time before that was 10 years before that. This is something that'll happen three to four times in your lifetime. And you'll forget about it. You'll get fat. You'll get lazy. 61% 61% of Americans are still living paycheck to paycheck despite a stock market at an all-time high just 45 days ago. Despite the economy recovering, workers are still having a hard time making ends meet because of inflation. Inflation eroded pay by about 1.7% last year. 61% of the U.S. population is living paycheck to paychecks, down slightly from the high of 65% in 2020. Even those amongst us who earn six figures said that they're living paycheck to paycheck. 42% of people who make six figures are living paycheck to paycheck. Increasingly, prices are affecting us all. 80% of cars sold at car dealers now are selling for above sticker. Do you remember the game of seduction that you would play? Like, I'm going to go buy a car. Look, honey, this is going to take me all weekend long. I'm going to go visit the salesperson three times, but I'm ultimately going to get the deal that I want. (laughs) <laughs> the car salesperson's like, this guy's is going to come in three times. He's going to think he's going to get what he wants. And we're just going to sell him some underbelly carriage protection. We'll get him. This year, companies expect to give their employees a 3.4% raise as searches for talent intensifies. Americans now say they need to be making roughly $122,000 a year to feel financially secure. More than double the national average. Average American makes about $60,000 a year. Ain't that something? And we're living paycheck to paycheck. Just throwing it out there for you. I'm not trying to be discouraging. You. I'm just saying the Fed is telegraphing this a little bit too slowly for me. NVIDIA reported a great quarter. Stock falls apart. Why? Because it has a high valuation. I'm not talking about NVIDIA. I'm talking about companies with high valuations. You it up when I'm putting on? So I think a couple times during this hour now, I've said that I think McDonald's is a lot sexier. If you call French fries chips, I think McDonald's is a much sexier chip company than NVIDIA right now. Because NVIDIA is seeing falling prices. NVIDIA is seeing supply chain problems. And the French fries that McDonald's sells are the same damn French fries they've been making for 60 years. And man, are they delicious. I don't even know how they do it. Did I tell you once that I had a chef friend? He owned a, a restaurant down in Las Gatos. That he's fantastic. Josiah. Josiah Sloan, and um, he once told me something. Just he's like, you know, I don't even know how McDonald's can make a thing of large fries for three bucks. Like I can't do that. When you t- when you factor in the grease, you factor in the potato, you factor in the labor of peeling and, and dicing, and you factor in the natural gas to cook the fryers. And goes, "What's interesting is in the United States, like, um, we pay a lot for an organic chicken, whereas in Haiti or Jamaica, it's almost dirt cheap. But in Haiti and Jamaica, French fries are really expensive, and McDonald's is really expensive." It's fascinating flip how America got it. What a deal, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to The Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money. Invest in more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, or Rob Black Show. Find us at robblackshow.com. Robblackshow.com.
0: Invest in what is really important. Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. Are you concerned with financial planning, tax planning, managing your investments, or just planning your retirement? Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP has your financial future in mind. Learn more by visiting robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com.
1: It's not pretty out there. I'm getting a lot of panic emails from people. Stocks that are down 50, 60, 70% from their highs. People are asking me, are they going to come back? And I'm like, you have to have a better thought than that. It should at least be, should I buy more? Should I cut a loss? It should be something other than hope. Hope belongs in two places right now, in my opinion. I hope the San Francisco Giants win the World Series next year. I hope the San Francisco 49ers win the Super Bowl or the superb owl, as I like to call it. And I hope when I die, I go to heaven. The idea of being reunited with some of my puppies, some of my family members, the idea of having a conversation with my father, like, I turned out okay, Dad. You you didn't bust me. Um, I hope I go to heaven. Hope is not a place on a stock. And a lot of companies that are losing money are crashing. We've talked about it all year long. Don't wait till the middle of February to address it in your own portfolio. You have to have something that you know comfortably by now. You've been exposed that your company's not earning revenue. I like Roblox. I think Roblox is a great future. As a company, if you have 10 years, maybe it can come back. But it ain't going to be fast. And if you need to look back at it, Take a look at a company like a Yahoo in 2000. It never came back. Take a look at a company like a Microsoft, where it took 10 years for it to hit its all-time high again. I'm not gloom and doom. I think the United States and Russia will play itself out. Probably not in World War III. Probably not in nuclear destruction. Probably not in a day where cyborgs come and take over the planet. Probably a little bit less than that. Putin's a bad man. He's not a good man. Putin hurts his own people. That's not cool. Russia media has alleged that the Ukraine shelled separatists in eastern Ukraine. Ukraine has said that separatist forces backed by Russia have attacked a village in eastern Ukraine. The US envoy to the UN said Russia is moving towards an imminent invasion of Ukraine, and Secretary of State Blinken has uh, changed his travel plans. This too shall pass. But right now, it is top story on Wall Street. Why do we care about the Ukrainians? I'll be honest with you. I think we care more as a nation about the price of oil and gas. I think Germany cares more about the supply of natural gas in their country then sometimes we care about humans. I don't have an answer on that one. What has to happen, it has to play out. The Federal Reserve is going to raise interest rates to fight inflation. I'm okay with that. I've lived in a higher interest rate environment. I've thrived in a higher interest rate environment. I've lived in a lower interest rate environment. I've thrived in a lower interest rate environment. Just stop talking about it. I remember... um, being a younger man and getting into a new relationship and getting all hot and bothered. And like, you know, where's this going to go? Where's this going to go? And then you finally kiss and you break that. And it's like, ah, and then you get panicked again. (laughs) It's like, you need, you know, you need something to smack you around on occasion. It's the, this is how wall street works. It's the demon known versus the demon unknown. We don't like the unknown. Biden's popularity suggests that Democrats are going to lose a lot of seats in Congress and that we're going to go back to a hung uh, kind of situation that we don't get a lot done. And that's okay. Wall Street's worked with that. But right now we don't know if it's going to be the Republicans rolling back taxes or the Democrats taking better care of human beings. We don't know. Um, I, they're both right on some levels. I think, I don't think any of us are terribly thrilled with the way our government spends money. When we hear stories of crack pipes being included in budgetary items, we're like, what? And you hear about it. You have a little compassion or you don't, we can't all be Mark Zuckerberg all about me, 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 and the metaverse. He is a wackadoodle. Miami, least affordable housing market in the country, so says a new report. With Miami's median home price of $589,000, the average income of $43,401, you'd have to spend 78% of your paycheck to live there. Facebook, Facebookers are becoming metamates. And I so badly want to ask you to be my metamate. Um, I think that's a funny story. Insurance claims are jumping 31% as more gamers are using virtual reality headsets, are crashing into their furniture and smashing TVs, breaking wrists. An average claim for accidental VR headset damage in 2021 was $882. One customer smashed his TV after a zombie appeared to jump out at him in a game. Um, yeah. Who would have thought the insurance industry could be pulled into virtual reality? A massive commodity super cycle is driving a 20% surge in food inflation. Home builders are saying, you know what? We're going to get permits, but we're not going to build as fast because you want kitchen cabinets, I think, and we can't deliver them for six months. Go and try to buy something for your home right now. I bought a home in July of last year, I still don't have a kitchen table. It's coming, it was supposed to come in February, but now it looks like maybe March. And it was ordered in August. Pathetic performance by the United States has left us well behind China in 5G race. Government's dithering has left the country well behind China. Um, You do wanna keep up on infrastructure and China's kicking our butts. One in five cars in China are electric vehicles. Three in a hundred in the United States. We won't know what the future applications are, China will. We won't build them, China will. So I sound a little, how shall we say, upset today. And yet I'm not. I put together a shopping list. I'm getting ready to make some purchases. I like down markets. What am I looking at? Companies that have protection against inflation. Raytheon makes engines and other parts for aircraft. They should fly high as air traffic improves. They're on my list of looking at. UPS was a COVID beneficiary. It again looks like it's a reopening play now. Investors have been worrying about the delivery services ability to navigate higher costs. It's got a heck of a dividend. I'm looking at it. Will I pull the trigger? I don't know. McDonald's. They do some funny things like Burger King yesterday pulled the the Whopper from their value meal so they can raise prices on it again. McDonald's, I don't care about them as a company. I care that they have increased their dividend on average of 7% each year over the past decade. Their operating margins are 45%. They got $7.7 billion in free cash flow. Those are things that I like. Intuitive surgicals do well as Americans start going back to hospitals If COVID behaves, booking holdings, they do Expedia. They look way cheaper than Airbnb, and Airbnb had a great quarter. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show.
0: Don't miss an episode of The Rob Black Show. Subscribe wherever you listen
1: to podcasts. I have not been more excited about having cash at these levels. I have been like I've I'm crazy excited. I'm glad I have cash to buy stocks that are on sale in my mind. Why are they on sale because we're entering a different stock market. We're no longer in instant gratification. We are now in a liquidity drying up and it makes much tougher chances to, to succeed in the short term. And it's like a natural disaster on Wall Street. So you know how natural disasters hurt the, re- the real world one in ten homeowners, One in 10 American homes suffered climate damage in the last year. 2021, we saw 20 climate disasters that resulted in losses of over a billion dollars. 14.5 million homes, totaling nearly 57 billion in property damage. Winter storms had the greatest impact, hitting 12.7 million homes and causing 15 billion in property damage. What could you have done better? A little more insulation. For walls and ceilings, higher window standards, minimizing pipe exposure to winterize the home better. Hurricanes caused thirty-three billion dollars in property damage last year. Again, winter storms, fifteen billion; hurricanes, thirty-three billion. That's pretty crazy. Tornadoes and hailstorms, seven billion. Wildfires cost nearly $1.5 billion in property damages. The Dixie Fire of 2021 was the second largest wildfire in California history, burning nearly a million acres. And yet, all at the same time, 2021 was a marvelous year for the, marvelous year for the housing market. But you really should go out of your way to protect your big asset. You've got a couple big assets, like I say on the show. I got cash right now. I'm stoked. I don't buy stocks at all-time highs. I scale into them. I'm stoked. I'm not stressed. I like down markets for my 401k. The most money I've ever made is in down markets. Because you're doing what Wall Street wants you to do, buy low. 401ks are beautiful. My sudden soccer coach died last week. and I, I throw that down because disasters happen. Flood insurance typically not included in a home. How do you protect against a flood? How do you protect against a fire? There's ways of doing it, not great ways. For floods, it's it's all about French drains and things like that. Uh, it's not all about French drains. I'm not minimizing floods, because if a river's coming to your home, a French drain's not gonna do a lot of good. <sighs> But in my mountain home, I'm constantly taking a chainsaw to the trees. I'm constantly clearing brush, trying to remove flammable materials from porches, cleaning roofs, cleaning gutters, taking the dead leaves. So you can do a little bit to prevent a disaster. But I feel Wall Street has kind of done what California's done. It's hit a dry spell. Last year, a lot of liquidity, a lot of rain. Year before that, a lot of liquidity, a lot of rain. Year before that, a lot of liquidity, a lot of rain. And now we're dealing with the the very real switch to the Federal Reserve is taking the punch bowl away, cutting back their purchases of debt. They're going to cause a recession here. It's going to happen. Or inflation is going to be out of control, which would I rather have? I'd rather have a recession. I know that's like you put a gun to your head and you just did a Sophie's Choice recession. I'll take that over inflation. Recessions tend to curb inflation better than the Federal Reserve, better than Congress. Can't buy a house if you don't have a job. Just doesn't work that way. But a lot like 2006 when our housing crisis got in trouble. You may remember in the 2000s, Congress was on this big push. Um, to get all Americans to be able to get mortgages. And that was a bad idea. It was too liquid. We've been too liquid for too long. There's going to be a little bit of hell to pay. A little bit of an environmental disaster of taking the liquidity away is like taking the rain away. And it leaves more barren-like conditions, I do believe that some of our problems will will fix themselves. I do believe Russia will play itself out for better or for worse. I do believe that inflation will get curbed, ultimately for better or for worse. But Cisco said something on her conference call this week that if you didn't hear it, it should shock you. The CEO said, I don't know when the semiconductor crisis is going to end that's the CEO of one of the biggest companies in the world that uses semiconductors to make network equipment. And he says, I don't know. Now, two years ago, when things were incredibly liquid, due to the government throwing trillions in the economy, gasoline on the fire doesn't make a great fire. It makes a very fast-burning fire that doesn't produce a lot of heat. Barney Frank, back in the 2000s, was an American politician. He served as a member of the House of Representatives from Massachusetts from 81 to 2013. He was chairman of the House of Finance. And he made a big push on Dodd-Frank, but he also made a big push on um, trying to get people with lower incomes access to mortgages, which is a very noble thing. Participating in the American dream was important to him, but it's also a nightmare two-edged sword because people started saying, you know, this, this, this crap home, this, this dilapidated house is probably worth $300,000 if a really nice one's worth 600,000. No, a dilapidated house is worth 200. If it was 200. You just don't say, let's make it like, you just don't fix the problem by giving people who don't qualify for mortgages, mortgages. It's just my opinion. Don't get mad at me. Uh, but Barney Frank was a problem. He wanted to give liquidity where liquidity wasn't needed. And our Federal Reserve and our Congress has given liquidity blanket across the U.S. economy. And now they're coming to their senses and saying, no, you we've created inflation. We need to do something about that. There is no chance Biden gets much of an agenda through this year because of inflation. There's no way that Joe Manchin's going to go back to the people in West Virginia and say, you know what? I think it's a good idea to throw more gasoline on this fire. I think it's a good idea to throw more liquidity in the U.S. economy. Different rules. They had been warning about it, and then they stopped crying wolf, and it's happening. This will probably end with a recession. I'm not spooked by that. I'm not upset by that, but we're not very good at taking liquidity away. And the Fed has taken liquidity away. And you see what it does in natural disasters in the United States when you take rain away. It causes wildfires. When you give too much rain, it causes floods. Liquidity is water. Water is cash. I hope you're seeing the parallels. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money. Investing more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Irreverent, over the top, and
0: smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show